This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Based on shocking true events, the new Hulu original series, Under the Bridge, tells the story of a savage murder in a small town. Starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone, Under the Bridge is now streaming with new episodes Wednesdays only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Car Talk on National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the Holiday Shopping Channel here at Car Talk right. Plaza. HSC. <laughs> I just thought, I mean, since holiday shopping season is really upon us now, I thought it would be an appropriate time to make a few gift suggestions. That is, gifts that you can buy for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. Now, I want... I know you want to get me the best of the Car Talk CD or the cassette. I mean, it's a million seller because you've got a million in your cellar, but I don't want that anymore. You could, like, get me the 65 AMC Ambassador Convertible that you want sent to the Crusher. You know? Mm -hmm. It's just a suggestion. If you can't find a 65 Ambassador, I'll take a 1940 Buick Convertible. Right. Rave on. (laughs) No, I'll put them both on the list. Rest rest assured. Fine. They'll be in the bottom bottom of the list. I I could tell that. No, and I'm working my way down. I mean... I mean, sure. Last year, I got to that quick dry cement thing. That was it. it was it was certainly it a wasn't, creative gift. It wasn't designed for hair. I didn't get two of them. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times, you get two things. I didn't get two of them. Now I know this is usually the time of the show where you read a letter, yeah. but I, I feel compelled to read a, a just a piece of this letter. I mean, it's rather lengthy. Oh I, no, no! Don't read the whole thing. Come on, da 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 down to the third paragraph. Well, this is a letter from a gal named uh, Margaret Gibson who's looking for some piece of car talk paraphernalia yeah and I, I will just read a couple of paragraphs sure which which are uh, uh, I think very, rather touching yeah picture okay. if you will Christmas morning at the Fitch family home the family is gathered around the tree a fire in the fireplace Carol sounding softly in the background hmm. the smell of fresh coffee brewing and mom's homemade caramel pecan upside down rolls warming in the oven the grandchildren's shrieks of delight at Santa's generosity ring through the air. Da, 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 and she says, I'm off to make the Brady Bunch gag. Suddenly, <laughs> Pop is handed his Christmas stocking. Yeah. All eyes are upon him, anticipating the surprises that await within. He reaches in, and beyond the usual airline bottles of shivas and orange wool socks and cologne, something else, something different, lies waiting for his discovery. He reaches in. We hold our breath. He gasps, Oh boy! A genuine cheap plastic piece of junk car talk coffee mug. <laughs> Tears come to his eyes. Yeah. God bless us, everyone, he says. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, 1-800-332-9287 is the number to call if you've got nothing better to right. do. Hello, you're on Car Talk. I'm Shelly, calling from North Carolina. Hi, Shelly. Yes, Shelly. Shelly. Okay. Is it short for, like, Michelle? Yes, it's yeah. short for Michelle. But it's spelled with an S. Yes. Even though Michelle is spelled with a C. <laughs> Close enough. Okay. Right. I just like to get the, you know, the we're, background. We're, we're about to North Carolina? She didn't want to say. Who? Greensboro? Greensboro. Greensboro. Ever been there? No. Mm, no. <laughs> but, I, but I think Doc Watson used to live there. <laughs> Did he? Do you know Doc Watson? Uh, no. Do you? Do I, I met Doc Watson once. Doc Watson is a, a famous uh, guitar player. Plays, you know, bluegrass oh. and country-type music. 
Oh, okay. And he's a, a finger oh, picker. Oh, because I'm from North Carolina, you assume that I, I know all the country music singers, huh? Yeah. Well, he's rather, he is rather famous. I mean, he has been around for a quarter of a century or more, and, and he's... A uh, quarter? Oh, centuries. Huh. Centuries. <laughs> <laughs> he happens to be also a wonderful guy. And he may not be from Greenboro, Greenboro <laughs> In which case, North Carolina. This, this whole conversation so far he may has be been... From, he may be from <laughs> South Carolina. I get them <laughs> totally <laughs> irrelevant, as well, most of our conversations are. It's all the same, right? It's all the same. It's all it the same matter. to us. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on your mind, Shelley? <laughs> um, well, I am mechanically challenged, so I'm calling you guys to find out what's wrong with my car. Okay. Actually, I know what's wrong with my car. And um, I have a 1984 Honda Accord mm-hmm. with lots of miles. And um, my mechanic recently told me that my transmission bearings are messed up and need to be replaced. That, is this making sense? Well, your transmission does have a lot of bearings in it, yeah. Yeah, and it's making a funny noise, and they drove it, and they said, oh, that's your transmission bearings. Does it, it sound like off. a cement mixer when you drive it? <laughs> like that? It does. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like someone's gargling. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's very yes. good. So anyway, so they said it would be about $500 to get it fixed. So I thought, well, why not let the whole transmission blow up and then just get a used transmission? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would be a, either cheaper or about the same price, and at least I'd have a new transmission, new used one. Well, no, you might have one that's ready to have its bearings go again. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought. Could. Or maybe a rebuilt transmission. Well, that's what he wants to do. He wants to rebuild your transmission. He's oh, not, really? He's not going to rebuild it completely. He's going to rebuild and replace just, whatever is bad with it. Just the bearings. Well, you, or whatever else he whatever finds else, bad. When he takes oh. it apart, he'll find all kinds of pieces of this metal is a, floating a, a around. a manual shift? Yes. Yeah. Sure. So what I thought was, well, my question to you guys is how detrimental is it to the rest of my car, like the clutch or whatever is under the hood? Um, no relation whatsoever. Not detrimental at all. What's going on if in the tra- let it go? What's going on in the transmission is is isolated right. and will affect only the transmission for the most part. Unless of course it seizes up and the car spins around and goes off a cliff, <laughs> then it would be not really isolated. Right, and you and you well, right, and you car, so I wouldn't care about the transmission. <laughs> right. Uh, how about you got like 160,000 miles in this car? 185. 185. And if it were my car, I would do absolutely nothing. We know that. Right. And I would just keep driving. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what my boyfriend said. And your boyfriend is as genius, as much of a genius as I am. I guess so. No, yeah. sounds like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> what, so what? Really, that's what you would do. What, 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 sure. Wait a minute. What kind of driving do you do? Oh, I drive a lot. You not, drive a lot. Which well, is... I, I drive around town, and I mean, I'm not afraid to just drive anywhere. I'll, I'll drive hours oh. and miles. No, then... I wouldn't do that. No. Well, I have a cellular phone, so I thought, well, if it dies, it dies. <laughs> Big deal. Well, I mean, it's unlikely that it will really die. Yeah, I mean, the cell, don't, 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 let, don't let yourself think that the cellular phone is going to save you from the wild dogs when you break down by the side of the road. I mean, in the time it takes your, your well, the maybe help it's to... A, maybe it's a cellular phone with a mace attachment. <laughs> no, I mean, in the time it takes for the help to get there, the wild dogs could consume you. It only takes a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go riding... lots of those wild dogs here in the South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in fact, your boyfriend might be one of them. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's unlikely that it will just fall apart. And... 
I would not, however, drive on lonely country roads at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, well, I wouldn't do that anyway. You wouldn't do that anyway because the car's got 185,000 miles right. on it. And if this doesn't break, something else is going to break <laughs> because that's a lot of miles. How, how long has the noise been there? Um, it started about a month ago. Really? Did anyone bother to check to see if there was oil in the transmission? Yeah, actually, as long as I've had the car, which has been many years, I've been never had that oil changed. That's I what just, did it. Well, I recently had it changed. That's and, what did it. Well, <laughs> that's what they said. That's what the mechanic said. And you're supposed to change the oil in this transmission every 30,000 miles. Well, now I know that. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it, Shelly. Just keep driving it. Make sure there really is oil in it. There is. No, here's what you do. Change. For a few hundred bucks... No. You buy a second-hand transmission. Okay. Now, you must be ready for a clutch, right? No, my clutch was put in in 91. 91,000 or 91, 1991? The, the year 91. That's only three years. That's a five years ago. Well, four, then, then it's a piece of cake. They'll take the transmission out. They'll slap the new one in for 350 bucks. You're back on the road. That's what I figured. That's what you figured right. Why did yeah. you need us? So it'll just, how do I know when I should do it? It'll just it, stop now. running? Now. No. no. Do nothing. Okay. Do not fix it now. Do nothing. Fix it now. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Well, it's, it sounds like my mother, and one of you sounds like my boyfriend. <laughs> well, it, de it depends on whether or not it, it's worrying you. If if you're concerned about it, which you clearly are, because you called us, unless somebody put you up to it, then you should fix it. Think, think of what's going to happen. Eventually, it's going to break. Right. When and it I'm breaks. Are you going to junk the car, or are you going to put the transmission in? Well, I put the transmission in. Why not put it in now? Why not enjoy it and not suffer with, okay. with the uncertainty of when it's going to break, how it's going to break, how many wild dogs are going to attack you <laughs> before help comes? It's financial. It's do I charge it, or do I save the you money? You charge it, of course. It. You charge it. Charge everything. <laughs> no, you charge it, and you do it now. If you know you're going to replace it eventually, yeah. definitely replace it now, and you can breathe the sigh of relief, and you can go back to listening to all the other noises that the car is now making, <laughs> that you can't hear. <laughs> but see, I, I will have to quote my brother's dentist, Charlie Milstein, whose who's answer to everything is, can you live with it? Yeah. And if the, if you can make if you can make yourself forget about the noise, which you can do. I mean, I've made myself forget about more I just noises. Turn up the radio. See, as long as you know exactly what the status is, you right. can forget about this noise. Put it behind you. Well, I, I will save the three. With one caveat, bucks. if you if you really did have something else going, like a bad wheel bearing, a bad water pump, you you probably wouldn't hear it because it's being drowned out by the bad transmission. Uh, so that's that's a compelling reason for replacing it. Okay. And Charlie mm. Milstein's a nut anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Shelly. Right, can you live with it? Of course I can live with it. I'm not dead yet, am I? <laughs> thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for calling. See, next time we're in Greensboro to see the dock. Uh, no, he doesn't live there. <laughs> hey, we've got more calls in the Puzzler answer coming up uh, right after this. The satisfying sounds of more sales in your business. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. But you shouldn't have to pay more to scale your business. With Stamps.com, you can import orders from wherever you sell online, find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times, and instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers and stock up on supplies. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. 
Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research. Uh, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Do you remember last week's puzzler? Last week's It was puzzle. very brief. That was the hint. And it had nothing to do with Neil the Real Deal Scalapini <laughs> or Cristoforo Crustacrostini. I do have a vague, vague memory. Give me just a little hint. It was brief. No, it had to do with foreign cars. Here it is. Oh, I remember what it was. It was some stupid thing that the answer to which was going to be a city somewhere. It wasn't stupid. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm I, tired I, of this. I'm <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> Being constantly berated for my puzzles, which I put hours and hours into. I know you handpicked them. I know you got not much to pick from. Go ahead. What was it? I, I, I don't remember. What foreign-made car is always found in neutral? Ah, that's right. And I, I remember thinking that neutral had to be a city, like in... Uh, in it had, if it's a foreign-made car... So you think the factory is in neutral Bavaria? <laughs> yeah. Some such thing. Yeah. Well, no. No, it, that's no. not and right. If you, if, you, if you took that path, you wouldn't get the right answer. Oh, I wouldn't. No. Because I couldn't think of any, any place where neutral would be a city. Well, it isn't. Oh. Happens to be the word neutral. If you were to rearrange the letters of neutral, you will come up with one foreign-made car, which is a favorite of ours, the Renault. No So the Renault is always found in neutral. Oh, very good. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You think that's going to patch things up? You're wrong. (laughs) Do we have a winner? Very good. Yes, of course we have a winner. The winner this week is Peggy Gordon from Seattle, Washington. And for knowing where neutral is and was, and for having her correct answer selected at random, our pal Peggy will get a copy of our brand new cassette slash CD. What's she going to get? The cassette or the CD? Whatever she wants, Whichever we happen to give. The best of car talk, parenthesis, such as it is, close parenthesis. And and we can say that this best of car talk CD features a couple of famous incidents in car talk history, including uh, my mother's dipstick incident from the Mother's Day show, uh, Will and the case of dog chunks in the heating vents. Oh, I remember him well, yes. And a couple of others. So, Peggy, that's for you. And for being our puzzler winner this week, we give you our heartfelt congratulations. Yes, indeed. And by the way, if you didn't win the puzzle this week... And I didn't. And your station isn't offering the best of car talk as a way to get you to fork over a pledge. And you can't find it in your local book or record store. And no one's given you one yet. (laughs) And you still want a copy of the best of car talk. Please don't call our offices. You'll wake up Dougie. (laughs) But call this number, 303-595-5905. Anyway... We're beginning to sound like Imus selling his brother's T-shirts. She, by the way, I mean, <laughs> I never complained. <laughs> but 
Don Imus was all over us like a cheap suit. I guess he was upset. We were on 60 Minutes recently, and he was all upset that 60 Minutes felt it uh, appropriate to put something like us, which is, which, and not him, I might add. Yeah. Uh, who are not newsworthy, particularly. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't you hard. Mean, you mean he's nothing but a crybaby? Is that it? It seems like he's a crybaby, and I guess. I, I mean, I listen to the I guy mean, the, every day. I mean, I guess he's a little bit disturbed. I mean, we were on 370 station. He's on what? 70. I mean. <laughs> oh, so he is really a crybaby. I guess so. he's so. bad-mouthing us on the air because he's, um, nah, 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 nah. Is it in one of those situations? Looks that way. It appears well, that way. I hope he's a bigger man than that. Well, he is. He's quite big. Six, six. Yes. <laughs> he is. Anyway. He's a sweetheart of a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, too, has a face made for radio. Yes, he does. <laughs> As day, Who's the guy that's on with him? Well, Bernard there's Bernie McGurk and, and uh, Charles McCord are his uh... <laughs> one, day, one day, there was some TV guy coming in, and I says, says, I wish they had told me I would have, like, fixed my hair. And the oh, other and Ber- guy, Bernie says. <laughs> Bernie says, fixing your hair, it's like worrying about the curtains in the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the story now? Well, anyway, no, no, I just should announce that for those of, the, of you that are interested, we have another puzzler coming up during the second half oh. of the show, so stay tuned for that. Gee, I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to try to remember it. Yes, I'm sure you will. In the meantime, if you want to call us, the number is 1-800-332-9287. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Debbie Diamond from San Francisco. No last names, please. <laughs> oh. Hi, on, Debbie. You want to get us in trouble with the FAA? This is Debbie D. Debbie D. Debbie D from SF. SF. <laughs> What's up, okay, Debbie? Okay, Debbie D. Okay, I have a 1987 Toyota Corolla FX16. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, and... It makes this really weird noise when you step on the brake while going around a corner. And I put it in the shop already numerous times, and they can never get it to make that noise. And the noise sounds something like this. It goes... (laughs) That was very good, Deb. I've heard it a lot. (laughs) Do it just one more time for me. Let me me get the the right... The scenario is that you are are turning a corner. How fast are you going? Slow, 20 I'm miles slowing, an hour. 10. I'm slowing down. You're slowing down from a high speed or a low speed, or doesn't uh, it matter? Medium speed, like from 30. 30 and taking the turn. So right. you're slowing, so you don't he- you don't begin to hear the noise until you begin to turn. Uh, it used to do it only while I was turning, and now sometimes it does it while I'm just braking at a light. Good. Okay, now give us the sound again. Very nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> there isn't a part of the car that can make a, such a melodious tone as that. I can also imitate lug nuts being removed. <laughs> Go ahead, let's hear it. <laughs> I live next door to a garage for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like cats meowing. And, and, you think that's it? Could we have a cat under the hood? No, no, I doubt it. Well, it's possible. Come on, what, what, what kind of a silly answer is that, I'll Debbie? put out some kibble. Oh. <laughs> Just like that, huh? Yeah. And then you have you very come... good intonation. All, all of your wows have been the same pitch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have we diddled around long enough? Do you have any ideas? Because I don't. Well, uh, I, I think it is a kind. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving me that look again. <laughs> you know, as I have mentioned before, it is my responsibility to keep my brother on the straight and narrow. And since other people can't see him through the magic of radio, and I can, 
When he gets that certain look on his face, I know that he's about to make up a complete story. So I just want to give you that warning prior to hearing what he says. Yeah. Okay. So you well, started the to say, sound you is, think it's The sound same. is being created by some uh, low-frequency oscillation of one of the brake components, even a brake pad or part of the brake hardware or maybe the, the backing plate or the, the dust shield on one of the front uh, discs. And that piece is vibrating as you impose the forces inherent in the braking process. <laughs> and the solution to this is highly nonlinear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the equations are very complicated <laughs> they, for, this, they are. for this kind of behavior. Well, that's true. They are. <laughs> and no, you you have you have classic brake noise. I mean, I, I suppose that these these mechanics you've taken it to have looked and not found anything wrong. No, they right. just sat down I mean, and tried to I write know. linear equations, and that's why they can't figure it out. But they... I know I know what brake pad noise sounds like, and it doesn't sound like that. Well, that's because you know what a typical brake pad noise sounds like. You have an atypical brake pad. You noise. certainly do. Brake pad noise. Have you had brake work done on this car recently? Um, pretty recently, yeah. Yes, and I would say that you had it done uh, at some place other than the Toyota dealer. Right. And they put in non-factory pads, and they failed to put in the requisite shims and hardware that come with the factory pads. Oh. Shims and hardware? Yes, there are, oh. there are Teflon-coated shims that prevent these kinds of oscillations from occurring and prevent these noises. And because you have these non-factory... And I'll bet you... Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah, you were doing all right there it, for a while. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, feel, I feel courageous. and, and Boyd. 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 <laughs> if you step on the brake harder, the noise, the goes, noise away. goes away. I'll try that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't call back. <laughs> okay. But that, that's what it is. I mean, it, 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 is, it is a harmless kind of noise. Yeah, don't, I I'm sure it's been there it. for a long time. And the fact that these folks looked at it and didn't find it means that they, I'm sure they checked the condition of the calipers and the rotors and all that. And it, it is just a, a consequence of putting in non-factory pads with the, with the uh, no hardware no. and no shim. Okay. So I should take it to a Toyota dealer then? Well, if you want the noise to go away. I, I, I yeah, wouldn't worry about I recommend it. that you replace those brakes with, with the factory brakes, with the, with the shims and the hardware, and your noises will be gone. But don't do it until you need brakes again. Okay, because it's actually great. rather a pleasant sound. If that's truly, if you have reproduced it accurately, it's, it's not like the you, the classic brake sound, which is a horrible screeching well, or grinding know, and, noise. And more, and more than that, it's pleasant. Let's assume you had a passenger in the car that was riding along with a hot cup of coffee, like McDonald's coffee, <laughs> right? It would alert the, the passenger that you were in fact braking. Now, people behind you see your brake lights go on, but your passenger doesn't know. Doesn't know and could spill coffee. And could spill coffee. That's so true. this way, the passenger knows when, when when he or she hears the noise that you're stepping on the brake and knows and, to put and they that can coffee. Get the cup of coffee. Out of their crotch, Get right? the coffee away from the crotch. That's it. You've got it, Debbie. See you later. Thanks for calling. Bye. <laughs> we'll be right back with more calls and the new puzzler after these messages. These days, news comes at you fast. But the truth? Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without cobalt. 
because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Listen to Embedded for moments that stay with you. I could smell the smoke. I could smell the dust. Voices that resonate. <laughs> Stories that change the way you think about your life. How, how did we get here? The Embedded Podcast is NPR's home for original documentary series. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk on National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and libation innovation. <laughs> Lately, there's been a lot of talk about so-called home brews, from banana beer to the Neolithic buzz of brewing beer from ingredients from Jurassic Park style for millions of years in amber. It seems microbrewing is the latest fad in the timelessly romantic world of distillery. Oddly, however, these discussions have blatantly avoided the up-and-coming gourmet arena of the automobile-aided beverage production and cuisine. And since I am the co-creator of this new refreshment, I've decided to unveil the secret via the only true avenue for all things car-related, you. This is, by the way, from Paul Foster from, where are you from, Paul? Paul, Wyndham, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, another wacko. (laughs) You see... Long ago, I was riding to high school in my friend's roaring 79 rabbit when I noticed the Mountain Dew he usually drank at 6.30 in the morning had been replaced by chocolate milk. Environmentally conscious even then, he had mixed the milk in an empty Mountain Dew bottle. Not surprisingly, however, he enjoyed the vitamin-rich lactose far less than the bone-preserving, heart-stopping formula he was used to, and he asked me to place the nearly full bottle in the spacious, temperature-controlled glove compartment. (laughs) Fast forward now through several weeks of prom anxiety, frog dissections, meetings with the guidance counselor, until the day when I reopened the glove compartment to find the very same bottle, the contents of which had now solidified. (laughs) I love this. A glow enveloped the car. And realizing we were travelers in a veritable holy land, we looked at each other in what can only be described as a moment of enlightenment. Without a word, I resealed the compartment with all the care of an ancient Egyptian and spent the day in the calm understanding that I no longer had to care about such trivial things as SAT scores. I was a pioneer in a new culinary revolution. (laughs) My partner and I spent the rest of the year brainstorming marketing campaigns for our new chocolate cheese beer, aged in pure 79 rabbit casks and available in solid (laughs) liquid form. (laughs) And when the last final had been taken on a hot June afternoon, we entered the rabbit and removed the precious cargo. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was indeed solidified, but it had texture to it as well. <laughs> the entire piece was encased in what appeared to be a layer of gelatin, much like that which surrounds a cake of spam. <laughs> the color had changed from the dark brown of once chocolate milk to a light brown, <laughs> which had resisted mold completely. Really? We gave the bottle a gentle shake in order to return the brew to its beverage state <laughs> and knew that the only thing left to do was sample it. Loving his dog Fino as we did. <laughs> we decided she deserved to be the first to try it. We carefully dumped a bit of this gold into my partner's front hedge and called our experienced and discriminating taste tester. Then suddenly, with all the force of teenage angst and a life gone tragically wrong, we watched as our beloved concoction, our chocolate cheese brew, our very future, was denied, shunned by an ungrateful canine who ran away from the hedge, whimpering. <laughs> as of this writing... The genuine 79 rabbit cask has been sent to the great brewery in the sky, and there has been no new mention of automobile-aided beverage production and cuisine. But as a pioneer in the field, I can guarantee you that this delicacy is on the move, and that somewhere, somehow, whether from the bowels of the local junkyard, the roots of a suburban front hedge, or the glove compartment of the next generation, chocolate cheese beer will rise again. And I thank you for Literally. giving this matter its due attention. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Foster, Wyndham, New Hampshire. Good letter, Paul. <laughs> Another wacko. Good. You were right. Another, Another wacko from New Hampshire. <laughs> All right. Now what? Uh, here it is. Yeah. In, 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 is, is, as briefly as I can do it, this is the new puzzler. Okay. When I was a wee lad, my brother gave to me a present, a toy which I played with endlessly, no hour after hour after hour. And I, and I feel safe in saying that, that it's likely that 90% of the adult population has had or does still have one of these toys in its possession. Ooh, yeah, good. Okay, now, I didn't realize at the time the origin of this toy, where this toy came from. Mm-hmm. And it was only later on. Now, who can I blame this on? There's got to be somebody I can. No, I really can't. They didn't sign it, the bum. <laughs> okay, good. I, I, it was only later that. on that I realized that there was, in fact, an automotive connection. <gasps> no. Yes. Yeah. And here it is, and you'll have to guess what the toy is. Yeah. When World War II ended, with the vast demobilization. World War II is over? <laughs> Tremendous amounts You're of... You're not going to turn the lights on at night now? <laughs> We've been living in blackouts for the last 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous amounts of material and machinery became available as surplus. Junk. Yeah. Well, surplus. some of us like to call it surplus. Yeah. There was among that pile of surplus something which some enterprising individual took and cut up to make this toy. Now, it may be, this may be difficult to, for people to figure out. I hope so. So this, this individual cut these things up mm -hmm. and actually sold them in this very form as the toy which we all have come to know and, and love. It was later on that they were refined, and I, I, I think I did mention that they were metal, 
It was later on that they were refined and eventually made out of plastic, even. Oh, now I can guess. And now you can guess. But I have no... So do we have what to, was yes, the toy? What was the toy and what was the thing from which the toys were originally made? Yeah, that's the part Now, you can it. get partial credit for oh, guessing the toy answer. for which you will win nothing. Yeah. If you get but the if whole you get thing... the whole thing, you'll also win nothing. You, no, you'll also <laughs> win a crummy cassette or a CD. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good puzzler. You don't think so, huh? No, that's fine. No, I think it's okay. I think it's tough, though, but we need a tough one. It is tough. We need a tough Did one. Did I not say? You said we were going to have a rollicking good time. Wildly entertaining? Oh, wildly entertaining. <laughs> if you think you know the answer, write it on a postcard or the back of a $20 bill and mail it to us at Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our Fair City. Ma, 02238. And if you listened carefully... This thing has many hints. The puzzler has many, many hints. I mean, the fact that... And what if we weren't listening carefully, but we're sort of daydreaming? Then you'll probably get it anyway. <laughs> anyway, if you choose, if we choose your answer at random from among all of the correct answers and you catch us, we'll send you a best of car talk, da 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 Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Liz. I'm in Prairie Village, Kansas. Is that Liz with an L? Yeah. Yes. Prairie Village. <laughs> Prairie Village? I knew you'd make something out of that. No, no, no. We're just trying to learn. I mean, uh, Prairie Village. Suburb of Kansas City. Prairie Village, a suburb. A suburb of Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> I mean, Kansas City, Kansas is not enough in the middle of nowhere. She's got to live like in a suburb of nowhere. <laughs> she doesn't like all the noise of the big city. The big city. <laughs> so what's up, Liz? Well, I've got a 94 Camry, the mm -hmm. first Toyota I've owned. My, our, we've been a Honda family for years. Oh. I purchased it in the spring of 94. Mm -hmm. It now has 27,000 miles on it, and I took it in for a normal oil change in late October. And they came back and told me that the throttle plate had some carbon buildup behind it, and they needed to clean that out. And so Yeah, it's 20 bucks. No, more like sixty. Ooh, sixty. Me right. Wait a minute. I have to write this down. I got sixty <laughs> for that. 60. Clean throttle, throttle plate. plate. Sixty, <laughs> and that was, and that's in Kansas City. We can get ninety. Well, this surprised me because, among other things, they told me that that um, this frequently happened when you drove around town a lot. Well. I thought 27,000 miles in a year and a half. Obviously, I wasn't just driving this car around town. Well, not unless you're driving 24 hours a day. <laughs> right. I was died been all over the highways in this car. Yeah. Is this a common problem? That I've never owned a car where this had to be done. Well, uh, you, may, you probably haven't owned a fuel-injected car before. Maybe your Honda was a carbureted model and... and uh, even if it even if it were fuel injected, they didn't have this problem. T Toyotas do have this problem. So do a lot of other cars mm. with carbon buildup in the throttle area. Mm -hmm. But it's it's you may not have had it. This may be this may have been the special of the week. Somebody read a bulletin, and I I, I see it all now. One of the mechanics was in the bathroom, mm -hmm. and he read a service bulletin that oh, said, said there can be carbon buildup in this area. He said I've never looked there before at all in they, any car I've ever done. Then they cool. discussed it over lunch. Yeah. Then somebody looked it up and found out it was good for an hour and a half of time. Uh. Okay, and they said, ooh, we can pile on another hour and a half of labor cleaning these throttles. Every, and every time anyone comes everyone in. Everyone needs it because it's a chronic problem. Better yet, they probably had one of those upgrade uh, seminars that they went to. 
right. where you take an existing car with basically nothing wrong with it, but someone comes in like you for an oil change. And they say, we can't make any money on oil change. And so these upgrade seminar leaders teach these guys how to take a simple oil change and turn it into a couple of hundred bucks. It's kind of like what lawyers have done in the last decade or so. Create a problem and, and solve it. it. There you go. Exactly. So you're telling me I was too trusting? Well, maybe. I mean, was that the only thing they found wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not so but bad. But my bill, you know, for an oil change, what I thought was going to be just an oil change, was turned out bucks. to be close to 100 bucks. Yeah. Because yeah. it isn't worth bringing a car even into the shop well, for the less other, than $100. The other, the, other, the other thing, too, here is, is they're trying to soften you up. They're trying to see what what your uh, uh, is. SQ is, sucker <laughs> quotient. <laughs> I mean, you, you probably didn't complain very loudly about this. No, I'm not a very you good You didn't. Complainer. So they have put a star next to your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next time, they're going to see if they can get you for about, a, I would guess, $155 for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you'll you'll expect that because no, next time she'll come in for a set of pads, and <laughs> and she'll need a couple of rotors. Uh oh, couple yeah. of rotors. That's not going to get us up there though. And you'll need the throttle cleaned again because <laughs> you've been doing too much, too much city driving. Too much city driving. Yeah, and that'll get you to one fifty-five. Oh, yeah. and then they'll put two stars next to your name, <laughs> working up to. The transmission rebuilt. Right. <laughs> if you look, if you look in the in the service bays, you know where the where the, where the, the, the guys usually have all those girly calendars. They don't do that anymore. They'll have your picture up there. <laughs> See you, Liz. Good luck. Thanks. Bye bye. Well, you've squandered another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug, the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Pumpkin Lips Berman. You notice he's getting more and more. Yeah. Nicknames. He's yeah. he's fast approaching Bugsy. Well, he's becoming a more interesting person. I mean, when we first met him, he, oh, was, he was a, a boring nerd. He was a dud, right? Yeah. And we've we've sort of nurtured and built him up to something that now he deserves a couple of interesting. Yeah, we saved him. Yeah. Our associate producer and dean of the College of Automusicology is Ken Babyface Rogers. Our engineer and assistant producer is Jennifer Traveling Leisure Loeb. <laughs> Our technical advisor is John Bugsy Sebastian. Mr. Height, Sweet Cheeks, Free Lunch, Twinkle Toes, Hula Hips, Donut Breath, Gigabyte, make that two triple cheeseburgers, Lawler. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research. Our automotive medical researcher is Dr. Denton Fendea. The manager of our employee refrigerator is Carmen Dating. Our director of congressional funding is Fred Knott. Our director of automotive security is Boris Carlarm. <laughs> Lighting supervisor is Chandelier. Our automotive registrar is Megan Model. Our director of country music is Stan Byerman. And our child seat tester is Drew Lee Weiner. When we met the other day. We did. Our fleet manager is Oscar De Laurento. Our director of nutritional supplements is Rose Hips. Our director of Cadillac steering is Too Loose to Track. Our staff marriage counselor is Marion Haste. And our wardrobe is by Natalie Attired. And of course, last and least, our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham & Howe is Yulu Louis Dewey, known to the other bums in Santa suits in Harvard Square as Yui Louie Dewey. We're Click and Clack the Tappet Brothers. Thanks for listening, and don't drive like my brother. Don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Now, if you want a copy of this week's show or a copy of the best of car talk on cassette or CD, you can call our Shameless Commerce Division here at 303-595-5905. That number again is area code 303-595-5905. And this week's show is number 47. Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe and WBUR in Boston. Celebrating 25 years of radio excellence. 25? What about the eight years that we've been on? Uh, celebrating 17 years of radio excellence and eight years of Drek starring <laughs> us. This is NPR National Public Radio. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. 
Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. Taylor Swift has dropped a new album. She is the biggest pop star in the world, and everything she does makes news. I gasped. I was like, oh my God, I've been there, and you can identify with it. For a breakdown of Taylor Swift and her new album, The Tortured Poets Department, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. When the economic news gets to be a bit much... Listen to The Indicator from Planet Money. We're here for you, like your friends, trying to figure out all the most confusing parts. One story, one idea, every day. All in 10 minutes or less. The Indicator from Planet Money, your friendly economic sidekick. From NPR.